This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. What's up? Hi, friend. How you doing over there? Lovely. With your fabulous new hair. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm channeling glowing. my Little Mermaid vibes. It's gorgeous. And I love it. I'm loving this for you. I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) It looks fabulous. I'm doing great because I've been off work for two days, two and a half days. Yeah. Food in my belly because, Mm. you know, we're recording on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've eaten Thanksgiving food for 24 hours straight. (laughs) And I'm I'm still not done. I'm I'm starting to make sandwiches and make little mini meals off Mm -hmm. of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm not hating it yet. Not eating good. Now, ask me again tomorrow. Yeah. That's why I said yet. (laughs) Yeah. It does start to get old. Mm -hmm. So, happy uh, late Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope y'all had a good good holiday. Yeah. Fine holiday fun. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Clueless last night and Travis Travis is like, two very enthusiastic (laughs) thumbs up. up. Fine holiday holiday fun. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Might have to watch that tonight. Yes, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh actually hump day. It's hump day. <laughs> so <laughs> big finish. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and I'm hot now. <laughs> We've had quite a bit of our hump day treat already. Yeah. um, Well, since we're doing ski resorts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Episode 70, ski resorts. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're doing. I decided to warm us up a little bit with some hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. But I spiked it a little. Yes, you did. (laughs) It's so good. So I did just some Swiss Miss hot chocolate with some milk and water and big chunky marshmallows. But... I went to Target and I got these little hot chocolate spoons and these have, it comes in like a three pack, but the ones that I use for us have little peppermint sticks in them and white chocolate and milk chocolate and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. And now we have cute little craft spoons yep. left over, little it's wooden spoons. I mean, they're going to craft with them. I'm not crafting. Yeah, my kid might is why I'm saving them. She, I, she does all kinds of weird stuff. So I always have big crafting plans. Mm-hmm. And I'll buy the stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't follow through. Mm-mm. I've got all the stuff to make my own magnets I've had for over a year now, and I still haven't done magnets. it. Magnets. Yeah. Oh, do we need to do some ONC magnets? Maybe. So I added some um, some Captain Morgan rum in it to make rum. it a, a little bit spicier. Yo, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're having spiked hot chocolate. Yeah, and if y'all want to see it, Go to the socials. Go to the socials. Facebook. I did not take a photo of the mugs oh. when I had it all done. Well, I took shit. a photo of the ingredients, but we'll just have to make another one. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But yeah, go to the Facebook and the Instagram, and you can see pictures of it. And 
episode picks and shenanigans and what have you. A lot of fun shit. Fun shits. Hmm? <laughs> fun shits. <laughs> fun shits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking okay. of fun shits. <laughs> Oh, and in case you missed it at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be prepared. One more episode. And break is coming. Yeah. We'll take our little winter break and we'll come back to you in January with a whole new season of ridiculousness. Good stuff. Yeah. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I'm yeah, a- y'all definitely come back because we are. I plan on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. With a lot of good new stuff. Mm-hmm. What did I say last time? So fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun episode. I liked last episode. time. That was yeah. good. 69 was fun. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> also what she said. <laughs> Getting out myself. All right. Hey, let's, anyway. uh, let's, let's go to your ski resort. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, my story is shockingly I, I, short. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm shocked. So what had happened was, <laughs> is I picked my case and I was like, oh yeah, I really want to cover this one. And I start researching and turns out 90% of the articles on the internet machine say the same thing. <laughs> so <laughs> there was very little info to come by and um, I didn't want to change my story. So here we are. You're forgiven. Okay. You can do that. Y'all only have to listen to me for a page and a paragraph this week. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I know. I'm usually the long-winded one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I chose the Austrian Ski Resort Massacre. I mean, you chose a good one. Mm-hmm. The title says it all. Right? Five people in the Tylorian Ski Resort of Kitzbühel were shot dead with Austrian police saying they had identified a suspect. The Austrian news agency reported that a 25-year-old man, and they never gave his last name, Andreas E. The television channel? All the articles. No last name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Andreas E. (laughs) Had (laughs) admitted to killing his ex-girlfriend. Oh. Her two parents. Oh, shit. Her brother. What? And her new boyfriend. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, calm down, Andreas. I know. According to the Courier newspaper, Andreas and 19-year-old Nadine Hinterholzer mm. had ended a relationship two months before. Police allege the attack was motivated by rejection and jealousy after Nadine bumped into him in a restaurant while having dinner with her new boyfriend, 24-year-old hockey player, Florian Janney. Oh, girl, way to upgrade. Hockey player. <laughs> I like the hockey players, too. Y'all know how we like hockey players. Mm-hmm. Florian, or Flo, as he was called, okay, was a goalkeeper under contract with the EHC Black Wings team in Linz, Austria. Okay. After the encounter, an argument ensued. So, if you want to go to the notes, I have a picture of Nadine and Florian. They're the ones on the left. Oh, God. On the right is Andreas with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. So that's... Um, that's attractive. That's a thing. But um, she is fucking gorgeous. She yes, could be she a is. She's beautiful. And, and hello, Flo. <laughs> yeah, he's an adorable little hockey player. Yeah, he is. And Andreas um, looks the part. He looks the part. That's... There you go. Mm-hmm. He does. It's alleged that Andreas had gone to the family's home to talk with Nadine a few hours later, but was turned away by her father. 
He then went back to his own house, grabbed his brother's illegally owned gun. Oh, great. Which he um, somehow managed to get out of the family safe without anybody knowing. Okay. And returned to the chalet at about 4 a.m. And side note, I would love to go someplace and stay in a chalet. How fancy does <laughs> that sound? Apparently, it's a thing. It's King Resorts. <laughs> the slayings began on that second visit. And he shot the father, Rupert, 59, as he opened the door. After shooting the brother, Kevin, 25, in his bedroom as he slept, Andreas then went to the mother, Andrea, 51, while she was sleeping as well. He then climbed over an outdoor balcony to reach a locked second apartment where Nadine and Florian were staying, killing them as well. So, if you want to go back to the notes, this is the picture of the home. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, so from what I gather, this was like their part-time home at this ski resort. Yeah. So. Sign me up. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad, though. Yeah, but you see the police out there. Yeah. What's what's it say? Polzer. Holzer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a word. Yeah. It says police. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Austrian. Nope. <laughs> Andreas turned himself into the police around 6 a.m. Oh. I have just murdered five people, he said, as he approached the officers and put a knife and gun on the counter. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Investigator Walter Pup. Oh. <laughs> Pup. <laughs> described Andreas as calm and as a quiet person with a previous criminal history of only minor offenses. Police interrogated Andreas for several hours after he turned himself in, and he described the events very clearly and in a structured manner. Well. Mm -hmm. We are all shocked and deeply saddened, Kitzbühel's mayor, Klaus Winkler, told the news agency. Oh my god, that is pause, fabulous. Pause for the name Klaus. Yes. I love that that's his name. Absolutely. It's Ann Winkler. That's It's very Austrian. Yeah. And all I could think about from that moment on was Klaus from the originals. Oh, baby. I know. Okay. Now, there's like a 999% chance that He's Klaus not. Winkler does not look like Klaus Michelson. Probably not. But there's the dream. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> there's the dream. We're going to pretend he is. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Go. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> and now I should probably include a picture of Klaus in Ooh, my Oh, yes. We definitely will. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Find it good. Okay. Dozens of Nadine's friends added an image of a black ribbon over their Facebook profile pictures as a tribute to her and her family. We will never forget you. You stay in our hearts forever, one friend wrote online. Rest in peace and look down on us, another wrote. On Facebook, Florian's mm -hmm. hockey team paid tribute to their keeper who had won man of the match on the night of the attack. So that's like player of the game type thing. So he won that that night and then died. Fuck. That's so fucked up. Uh, okay. There had been no emergency calls to police following the shooting, but neighbors in the densely populated town would not likely have heard the shots. Andreas acted very fast, and each gunshot would have sounded like a dull bang. Mm, yeah. The Fuck. alpine town of Kitzbühel is located east of Innsbruck. Yeah, I know state exactly where that is. Uh-huh. It's mm -hmm. the state capital of Tyrol. Oh, and well, okay. is known for attracting wealthy ski fans from both Austria and abroad during its ski season from mid-October to early May. 
Now, All right. I got one more picture for you. It's okay. a picture of the town, and now I kind of want to go there. Okay. So that's Kids Fuel, and I want to ski there. I don't uh, even know how to ski. I don't even... I want to drink hot cocoa by the uh, fire yeah, there. Yeah, we'll just we'll just be um, lodge bunnies or whatever you call them. Here I don't know. for that. I'm totally fine with that. I'll go outside and play in the snow. Mm-hmm. I'll make snow know. angels and Ooh, I'll totally. have snowball fights. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's I'll, a date. I'll sit in a tube. Ooh, okay. I ha- actually, I'm here for that. I actually let me backtrack a little bit. When we went to West Virginia, yeah. I'm going to say ski trip, but the yeah. weather ended up not being ideal for skiing, but you could tube. No, y'all was in a blizzard. Well, no, it was a lot of ice. Okay. It okay. So it wasn't ideal for skiing, but you could tube. And my family was going up the hill and they was mm. just over and over and over again. And I'm sitting at the bottom of the hill and I'm just like throwing snowballs at my kid and kind of wishing I was Girl, going on go the tube. tubing. I was so scared. They were coming down so fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you don't want to turn into a snowball? I <laughs> am I am a curvaceous woman. Yes. And I was like, there's going to be momentum. <laughs> <laughs> she going to go tumbling. Am I going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to run into? <laughs> Save yourselves. <Yes. laughs> Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> yes. I was so scared. But I ended up going down, and Stephen, like, we hung on to each other's tube. Oh, And I, like, turned backwards and half oh, the way. Shit. I was going oh, down shit. backwards. And at first, it was scaring the shit out of me. And then I was like, I can't see where I'm going. Okay, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it was better. Yeah, sometimes it's better that way. Yeah. But um, I'll totes go tubing and drink hot cocoa and kids' Oh, hell yeah. I'm down for that. It's so cute. That is really cute. I would love to go sit in one of their little restaurants Ooh. and just walk around and stuff. I just saw the picture you I picked. put one on there. It's <laughs> a good one, right? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Mm-hmm. He yeah. looks very villainous in the best possible way. I think he wants somebody to come sit on his lap is what I'm thinking. I'm here it's for it. It's an inviting look. I'm I volunteer's just- <laughs> tribute. <laughs> no you shouldn't have to i'll take your place no really let me have this no but really i'll take your place we could do like a bad mom's christmas situation okay well that was my case that was it oh my god that was all friends that's all folks shit yeah, he killed them all. He admitted to it. There was no questions, and that was that. Well, damn. I couldn't even find an update with what his sentencing was. Uh, that's okay. Mine doesn't have a senten- sentencing as either. Fuck. What that's okay. What are words? I don't know. Um, Because mine's not solved. So. Uh, those are the worst. I know. But, you know, mm-hmm. shedding some light. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm going to finish the rest of my hot chocolate. Hold on. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. It's so good. Hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Here we only have one rule. Never, ever let it cool. Okay. All right. I have some names in here. <laughs> okay. Just bear with me. I'm uh, winging it. That's okay. Okay. You heard me pronounce Kitzbühel. I know. (laughs) 
Yours were harder than mine. Well, I, I'm a little bit more intoxicated than when you start your cases. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Cut me some slack. <laughs> My case is the uh, um, ski wing murders. Okay. Michael R. Fornis and Stephen C. Bender walked into exactly the wrong situation at exactly the wrong time on the icy cold morning of February 6th, 1978. They paid for it with their lives. Bum, bum, bum. I have a photo of Michael. Okay. There are no photos of Stephen. Okay. That didn't know. It is what it is. Okay. I see Michael. Yeah. He's uh, very smiling. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this? 78. Okay. That's the, the glasses. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Okay. So that's the only victim photos I have. Sorry. Okay. But the two young men, ski trail groomers. Okay. The first article that I read, because I'm going to stop right there. It's just said ski groomers or groomers at a resort. And I was like, Really? They need, like, dog groomers at <laughs> a resort? That must be really bougie place, right? <laughs> That's where I would go to, because what the fuck is a ski trail groomer? I mean, they keep the trails clear of limbs and make sure there's no fallen bodies and, you know. So they just ride around on snowmobiles all day. Right. I'm here for that They job. groom the trails. Okay, I want to do that when I grow up. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Except for them, you know. All right, so they were working an overnight shift at the Ski Wing Resort a few miles outside Olean. Okay. Took a break and went into the chalet sometime between midnight and 1 a.m. The two stepped inside for a few minutes to warm up and perhaps to pick up some tools to repair a snow grooming machine that had broken down that night. State police later theorized. Okay. They don't know. Because it's unsolved. Oy. Inside the building, burglars were digging up a cash-loaded safe from the concrete floor of a manager's office. Why was the safe that, in the floor? That's entirely too much work. <laughs> I am not like, no. going to dig up concrete yeah. for a safe that you may or may not get open, please. Yeah, it's too Sir. much work. Sir. Mm-mm. Okay. So that is when the burglars became killers. Yikes. They shot Fornis 29 and Bender 30 three times each. Both had execution style shots to the back of their heads. Then why you got to shoot them two more times? I don't know. It's a little bit of overkill, don't you think? A bit. Mm. After killing the two men, the intruders hauled away the heavy safe and got away with $18,000. So you dug up concrete and killed two people and all you got was $18,000. $18, mm-hmm. I hope it was fucking worth it. Nope. A janitor showed up to work around 3 a.m. and found the bodies of Fornis and Bender. I don't have a photo of the bodies, but I do have a picture of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Dug me a hole. <laughs> That's my friend's reference for the episode. I kind of figured there was going to be one coming. <laughs> when they go to the beach, Joey has to dig a yeah, hole. Yeah. <laughs> He was busy digging the hole. I mean, so were these guys. <laughs> I'm okay. about to show you. That's quite the hole. That's quite the hole. Oh, go look at the chalet first. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Chalet. Yeah. It's got like a picture of the closet where the hole is. 
Okay. okay. So there's a little glimpse of what it looks like on the outside. I couldn't find any other photos of it. But then there's a photo of the hole. That in the hole it is. It is a hole. There you go. I don't understand why they, the safe was in underneath I the concrete floor. I don't understand. Because then how would they access it? Like, yeah. That doesn't. It's not making sense, friends. Uh-uh. All right. I, I, I don't get it. No. But it's, it, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, oh, there's also a boot print that they found at the scene. And this was like the only evidence ever. A boot print? Just a boot snow. print. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Nearly 39 winters later in Allegheny, New York, people in the southern tier still talk about the ski wing murders that remain unsolved. The murders were among the most notorious crimes ever to take place in the region. Um, historian David G. G. Deckman. David Beckham? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's David Beckham? That's what, that's what I you said? with it because that's where. Ooh. David Beckham. David Beckham. Hey, I'm going to read. You pull up a photo of David Beckham. I'm on it. Okay. Got you, boo. Rumors about the murders and who was behind them swept through the community for decades and still pop up. Said retired Cateragus. Cateragus? Cateragus? Cateragus. Cateragus. County Judge Michael El Nino. El Nino. El Nino, (laughs) an avid skier. (laughs) Michelle Bush, Fornis's youngest sister, said that she and her family will never get over what happened that night, obviously. There's no closure, which is awful. So hopefully this, I don't know, will help. I'm not going to say I specifically think about it every single day, but it's always there, said Bush, now an Arizona resident. A few years ago, there were all kinds of rumors that an arrest was finally going to be made. When that didn't happen, it was really hard on our family. The ski wing case still frustrates J. Thomas Stouffer, 81, a retired state police investigator who was at the murder scene that morning and spent more than 30 years trying to run down hundreds of leads, tips, and theories with no avail. What bothers me in these were two innocent working men out there working a midnight shift on a bitter cold night, so far Amherst said. The guys who did this were hardcore criminals. They went there with guns, and they were ready to use them to make sure there were no witnesses. That's true. I mean, they did come prepared. The investigation remains active, said Giulio Gardarini. I don't know. Ghirardelli. What? Ghirardelli, like the chocolate. Oh, I was like, that's not what it said. <laughs> I was like, there's no L. Wait, what? Brittany. <laughs> Am I reading it wrong? Is my brain that fried? What? Sorry, I was getting David Beckham situated. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, Gulio, a senior investigator with state police, and Lori P. Ryman, the Cattaraugus County District Attorney. Gulio, 43, grew up about three miles away from the Ski Wing Lodge, and he heard about the crime since he was a youngster. Ryman said her office has looked into the case with state police several times since she became district attorney in 2010. She said she cannot imagine how difficult it has been for the families of the victims to live with the tragedy for nearly four decades. We've actively looked into this and will continue to do so, she said. I would love to prosecute that case. That would make people... That's what people like me live for. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Ski Wing, which has also been known as Wing Hollow, closed because of financial difficulties a few years after the murders. Because that $18,000 was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> they needed that money. That's, that's Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, they must have not. It was in concrete. I'm just, I, I don't, don't get it. <laughs> It was located on Five Mile Road in the town of Allegheny, just north of Olean. Bender lived in Olean and Fornis in the nearby call- village of Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> in New York. Okay. That's I have interesting. a photo of the lodge. Okay. It's pretty cute. It looks like it's from a movie. I swear I've seen it somewhere before. It looks very familiar. That is pretty cute. Yeah. I'd go. I would go, too. Like, for realsies. I It was just making me think of that episode of South Park when they go to the ski resort and they're <laughs> racing to save the rec center. <laughs> oh and if you French fry when you're supposed oh. to pizza, you're going to have yes. a bad time. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I have too much shenanigans Mm-mm. today. I'm very relaxed. I've been off work. I know. This is great. <laughs> I'm usually like the loosey-goosey making silly comments. Now That's it's you. Two weeks in a row I've had three-day weeks, and apparently my body just wants me to only work three days a week. I think that's a very good solution. And I second that. Okay. Maybe we should petition. Mm Mm-hmm. Dad. (laughs) Dad. (laughs) Hey, Dad. We've decided. And that's when he would go, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's where I get that from. (laughs) Or what now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Did you see my Beckham picture? No! Look! Look. Let's go look at the Beckham. I put it in there. It's a beautiful one. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Hi. He's a good... God, look at the tattoos! The tattoos! (laughs) Jesus. We're going to get canceled because we've been oogling men every episode. I can't help it! (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be canceled. I'm sorry. (laughs) But look at the picture. But look. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had Johnny Depp. (laughs) Jason Momoa. (sighs) It was a thing. Look. It is what it is, people. Just bring in some happiness, okay? (laughs) Like Christmas cheer. That's what that is. A little Klaus and (laughs) David all around. Yeah. All right. Um Temperatures are hot over here, but uh, <laughs> temperatures dipped as low as 9 degrees on the night of the murders, according to the National Weather Service. I didn't know how to segue. I was that was great. That just... was so perfect. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I feel a little warm on my neck and my cheeks. All right. After about a month after the crime, the police found the 175-pound safe in the Allegheny River near the Valandia, the Vandalia Bridge, several miles from Ski Wing, the safe had been cracked and the money was gone. Ba-ba-ba. Michelle Bush recalled that Fornis, the oldest of her three brothers, was a powerfully built, intelligent young man who had a degree in chemistry from the State College at Cortland. Then why? Look, why was you grooming <clears throat> the ski resort? Because it was fun, <sighs> sir. I don't know. He taught in a public school for several years, but did not enjoy teaching. Oh, so they're telling me right now if I would have just shut my trap. (laughs) That's what I said, because it was fun. (laughs) He then then began a career as a bricklayer, which he did enjoy, and he also worked in the winter months getting the hills at Ski Wing ready for the skiers. So he's, he liked the outdoors. He's a hands-on guy. 
Good job, friend. A couple of weeks before this happened, there had been another break-in at Ski Wing. Michael caught some teenagers in there, Bush said. I believe that when he saw someone had broken in again, he probably thought they were teenagers, and he probably rushed in after them. Oh, yeah. Probably. Instead of finding teenagers, <sighs> Fornis and Bender found themselves facing armed, experienced bandits who apparently had some inside knowledge of the workings at Ski Wing, police say. They had to be professional criminals with some basic knowledge of the business, knowledge that there would be a lot of money in the safe, that it was buried in the floor, and they would need certain tools to get it out. These guys were prepared to kill innocent people to hide what they did, and they apparently have stayed quiet about it for all these years. Many people who live in and around Orleans still call us with tips, and we still do pursue them. Said Lieutenant Brian Radajek. Radajak. 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 Who works in the State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation at Troop A in Batava. 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 Batavia. Batavia. See, I told you I didn't research the names. It's fine. I figured I could wing it. It's it's going great. Ski wing it? <laughs> yeah, I can ski wing it. That was good. <laughs> it's it's not working out very I'm well. I'm just but, a hoot know. today. Just a hoot. <laughs> you are full of it over there. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Hello, hot chocolate. Um... <laughs> fine everything's fine <laughs> we looked at some very bad guys over the years so for said including mob guys professional safe hackers very nasty people nasty michelle bush said she is disappointed that police never found her brother's killer she said the lack of arrest was especially painful for her late father john fornis a navy veteran of world war ii and the korean war who oh was goodness. well known in the southern tier for his volunteer activities get it mr john yeah, badass Mr. John, who worked for the U.S. Postal Service and ran a rehabilitation facility for hawks and other wild birds. Oh, Mr. John. Passed away in 2012 at age 87. Oh, my goodness. His widow, Mary, now lives in a nursing home. Oh. After it happened, my father would say, I wish it had been me and not Michael. Oh, Michelle Mr. John. Recalled. She said her mother took it hard, too. She felt my brother's, she left my brother's room exactly as it was for at least 20 years after he was killed. As I would too. I know. Although investigators say the case remains open, Michelle seems resigned that it will not be solved. I've given up, she said. Oh, Michelle. I know. Look how long it took him to solve the Delphi shit. Mm-hmm. Don't it, give up. it finally got solved. So don't lose hope, baby. Don't lose hope. Efforts to reach Bender's family were unsuccessful. That's the other victim, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Stouffer and Ryman said they still hold hope for solving the murders. Both were involved in the successful cold case investigation that led to two convictions in the 1994 slaying of Andy Gasper, 32, who was stabbed to death in a department store parking lot in Yorkshire. Gasper's widow, Cheryl Gasper, and her former boyfriend, Randall Knight, were convicted of crimes and sentenced to lengthy prison terms more than 16 years after the murder. See? It can happen. It can happen. Authorities said Andy Gasper was killed so his wife could cash on a $100,000 life insurance policy. People with the insurance. Fuck, would y'all stop? 
<sighs> State police officials ask anyone with information about the killings of Fornis and Bender to call Guliani um, at the barracks in Machias at 716-373-2552. Over the years, allegiances can change, Stouffer said. People who never would say anything before decide to come forward. Friends turn to enemies. Guys get arrested and decide to cooperate for self-preservation. Someone on his deathbed decides to clear his conscience. It can happen. It can happen. Stouffer says he'd love to see it solved, and I still think about this case every day. <sighs> the so, end. I hate it when they're not solved. Me too. Somebody solve this, please. Mm-hmm. If it you sucks. happen to know anything, mm-hmm. call the people at the number. And don't you give up. Nah, nah, nah. Because I won't give up. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> that song sucks so bad. It took me a second. I was like, wait, I know that. I know that song. <laughs> I know it because <laughs> because Kaysen loved it. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because that's not your typical. Oh, no. Music of choice. <laughs> oh, no, friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Ski resorts, so we're keep, done with those. Keep all this shit in mind, you know, before you go skiing this winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a spooky story. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're still doing those. This ones are fabulous. Yes, this one's really cool. I'm excited. Okay. So it's the headless horseman's haunt. Oh hell yes, Sleepy Hollow, New York. So we're still in New York. Cool. Look how that worked out. Hey, we planned that. Trip. I know. <laughs> all right, so let's see what Life Magazine has for us today. Okay. A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere, Mm. wrote Washington Irving of the titular town. (laughs) I hate that word. I hate that word. (laughs) And we're 12-year-old boys again. Yep. (laughs) In The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, his eerie 1820 story about the lovelorn schoolteacher Ichabod Crane's encounter with the hell-bent headless horseman. The whole neighborhood abounds with local tales, haunted spots, and twilight superstitions. Yeah, yeah. Though Irving invented the name Sleepy Hollow, the village formerly known as North Terryton, North Terrytown, 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 yeah, yeah, was rechristened after the fictitious enclave in the late 1990s. Talk about life imitating art. Yeah. But what's in a name? 25 miles north of New York City, Sleepy Hollow is now a populous suburb, having long ago lost the bucolic atmosphere so that so enchanted Irving. Look closely, though, and you'll see that traces of the old... God, I can't read. Look closely, <laughs> <Me either>. though. <laughs> Look closely, though, and you'll see that traces of the old superstitions abound. Mm. Sleepy Hollow's old Dutch church and burying ground, the oldest church in New York State, is, for instance, rumored to be haunted by Irving's Infernal Equestrian. Oh, hell yes, I'm there. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Infernal Oh, I just want to go see it. Unlikely given that the specter was mostly the writer's invention, but what old cemetery doesn't have its ghosts? Mm-hmm. This is also the burial place of two women, uh, Katerina Ecker Van Tessel. Okay. That's the name. Van Tessel. And her niece, Eleanor Van Tessel Brush. All right. Okay, that's weird because Katerina is Van Tessel and Eleanor is Van Tassel. Weird, right? Yeah, but it it happens. Either they of whom. They spell it wrong. Yeah. 
either of whom may have inspired the character of Katrina Van Tassel, Ichabod's love interest. Ooh. Disembodied whispers have been heard in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery where Irving himself is buried. The writer's home, Sunnyside. I love that people name their homes. Me too. Let's name my house. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The writer's home, Sunnyside, which he designed and where he lived out his last days, is said to be haunted by his ghost. Apparently, he likes to pinch female visitors. Uh, hell no. He getting fresh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Irving himself claimed to have seen a ghost while he lived there, describing it as a young lady who wandered through the orchard. She is said to have died of love and green apples. Okay, that's weird. Okay. His two spectral green nieces. Apples. Yeah. Sorry, that's just weird. What? It's weird. Okay. <laughs> His two spectral nieces have been seen cleaning up after the place is closed. Nearby towns have their share of spooks, too. Irvington, guess who it's named after, Ah. is home to the Church of St. Barnabas, the home of a long-dead former pastor and another former pastor's wife. Unearthly mists and dancing lights have been observed in Scarborough's Sparta Cemetery, the resting place of the so-called Leather Man, an eccentric, unidentified man who spent his life wandering around New York and Connecticut wearing nothing but a leather suit. I've heard about this. Yes. Like he just walked back and forth. He did. He hardly ever spoke to people and he did it so often. Yeah. That people knew when he was coming and they would leave out food for him. Yes. Yes. I remember this. Bizarre. Where did we hear this? I don't know. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Though Irving's famous tale has left a some sometimes ridiculous legacy in the town that bears its name, before it closed, you could order horseman bruschetta at the horseman restaurant and pizza, for instance. What? What's in the bruschetta? I don't know. That <laughs> freaks me out. I don't. It? No. Ew, no. <laughs> Ichabod Crane endures on the library shelves and in our collective imagination, if nowhere else. At the end of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Irving suggests that the lonely school teacher's voice can still be heard at a distance chanting a melancholy psalm tune among the tranquil solitudes of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, shit. I'm here for every the single end. bit I wanna of that. I want to go there. I want to see mist and dancing lights. dancing lights and hear the voices. That would be so cool. I'll be damned if I come back as a ghost and I'm cleaning something. <laughs> I had the same thought. <laughs> Y'all can fuck right off with that. Hell no. I'm uh-uh. If I'm dead, I ain't cleaning shit. No, thank you, please. I'm You're done. on your own. Mm-mm. No. So we're adding Sleepy Hollow to the list. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it wasn't on the list yet. Um, this list is getting really long. It is. God. So who's buying the lottery tickets? I don't know. We, we got on one shit. hell of a bucket list going on. Yeah. We're going to be some traveling bitches. Okay. Okay. What? When Ashton's out of the house. All right. So we have like 14 years to save our dollars. And then we're going to sell all of our worldly possessions and we're going to buy one of those school buses converted into a house and we're just going to drive everywhere. Fuck yes. And we're going to see all the places. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like this plan. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. 14 years. That sounds like such a long time. It's not. such a short (laughs) amount of time all in the same place. Yeah. Okay, well, now I'm depressed and want more rum, so I guess it's time for us to go. Okay, we can do that. Okay, see you later, friends. Bye! Bye! Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. 
please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.